Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Perkiavot Ethics of the Fathers and we're in chapter 4, Mishnah 12, in which Rabbi Meir said, limit your businesses activity, business activities and engage in Torah study. Be of humble spirit before every person. If you should neglect the study of Torah, you will have many excuses to neglect it. But if you labor in Torah, he has ample reward to give to you. So Rabbi Tversky, in his book, Visions of the Fathers, explains to us that what limit your business activities and engage in Torah study, what it's trying to tell us is, is that, uh, <clears throat> that uh, limit your engagement in business activities. What it's telling us is don't be so over intense in your business activities. But it doesn't mean that you should not work. It doesn't mean you should stop working and you should go and learn Torah all day. This is not what the Mishnah is telling us. What it's telling us is that our head should always be in Torah no matter what we do. So the, it tells us here that there was once a, a, Hasidic, a Hasidic master, um, a sage, that asked a Hasid who owned a factory to please explain to him what he does. And this Hasid explained to him with very detailed uh, explanation of how his business was run and how he worked and how he produced the shoes and everything. And the Rebbe could not resist and he said to him, I have seen people put their feet into their shoes, but this is the first time I see a person put their head in their shoes. So he was asking him, Explain to me your business in, in, in terms of Torah mentality, but not in the detail, detail of how to run a business. This was not what he was trying to, to, to ask him to do. And uh, the rabbi, of course, echoed this opinion when he referred to the verse in Psalms 128. You will be fortunate if you eat the labor of your hands. So what it says is that so many people work so hard and their whole life is work, work, work. They live to work. The, the idea is that you work to live, right? You, you have a job to make a living so you can live. But most people that are workaholics, they don't work to live, they live to work. It's the other way around. And so this psalm, what it's telling us is that you should be fortunate that you eat from the labor of your hands, that you can enjoy what, what your work gives you, that you can enjoy your home, that you can enjoy uh, your car, that you can enjoy the food you eat, that you can really enjoy your, the, the labor of your hands. Because many people don't enjoy what they have. They, they, they sit to eat in their home at night and they, they, instead of sitting and having a nice meal and thinking, thank you Hashem for giving me this beautiful food, this delicious dinner, they're thinking, okay, I missed this and this person didn't pay me and I'm, I need material to create this new thing and then I have to call the accountant tomorrow and, I, and they're, they're not benefiting from their labor. They're just slaves to their work. So, so it says here that, uh, that is it realistic to expect a person to engage in business or concentrate on his work yet be thinking of Torah? Like a person that is working all day, that's trying to make a living. Is it realistic for us to think that this person can be thinking about Torah at the same time as he's working? So he gives us an example, Rabbi, Rabbi of Kosk, that it's like a wife, like a woman, that she has a baby 
and this baby she fed him she changed his diaper she put him to sleep and to go and take a nap and while the baby's taking a nap the mother goes and does, uh, does other things that she has to do she washes the laundry she cooks dinner for the family she goes and runs out to do an errand whatever she has to do but all the time the mom has the baby in her head the minute the baby wakes up and cries this mother drops everything and she's running to go and, and take care of her baby because why because this baby was in her mind the whole day so the rebel of course what he's telling us is that we should be the same way when we're working like yes we're working but we should never forget for who we work it's for the big boss it's for Hashem we should always have in our head yes I'm working I'm working hard because I want to provide for my family I want them to have a nice home. I want to give them a food and clothes and education, Jewish education. But never forget the purpose for which you are working because many people go to work and they, they forget the purpose and they get engrossed in the in the day-to-day minute-to-minute problems that the the work comes in their way and they're not thinking about the bigger picture so the Hofet Haim sold he used to sell his books and he wrote and that he wrote and he would leave through each volume to make certain that all the pages were in the book it was not like in, in, in today's world when you edit a book and you publish a book in those days was uh, less uh, perfect so he was very worried that each book he sold was complete and it was well printed and they asked him aren't you uh, neglecting your Torah study like you're wasting so much time making sure that each book is complete that you could have uh, used all that time to learn to learn Torah or to go and write another book and he said no because while I'm engaging in making sure that each book is complete what I'm doing is I'm keeping I'm, I'm, I'm starting Torah because you have to when you sell a product it has to be well done you cannot sell something that is not uh, complete it's like uh, it's not right it's not perfect so in the way the, 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 the he was so careful of, 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 of giving the person that was buying the book the, the, the perfect book that he said that this uh, this time that he spent checking every book was really part of his Torah study because he was uh, being a, a proper person to sell his his books and then there's another story of Rabbi Yosef Bear of Brisk who asked a man what was he doing and the person the man this businessman the man answered and proceeded to describe the nature of the business to the to the rabbi and Rabbi Yosef Bear said but what are you doing so the man became a little bit like annoyed and bewildered that the rabbi had not understood what he was telling him and he again described the business the nature of his business and again again Rabbi Yosef Bear asked so tell me what are you doing and this man said I already explained it to you twice why can't you understand the way I make a living so Rabbi Yosef Bear said providing you with a living is what God is doing really the money comes from Hashem the, the one that provides for us with a living is God I ask you what is that you're doing so we might be working and working and spending hours and hours of work and we think that we're making all this money and it's us that is uh, working and getting the money 
but the one that's providing for us is Hashem. He's the one that's working. So the, uh, the question he was asking him was, what are you doing? Like, what he wanted to, to hear from this man is, okay, I'm giving tzedakah from the money I'm making. I'm, I'm making sure I pay my wages on time. I'm making sure that the product is well done so I can uh, give excellence to my customers. This is what he wanted to hear, but not the, how he, he was being provided. So we learned also from Rabbi Levi Itzak of Verdichev, there's a story of him, that he once saw a man running in the street and he was going very fast and the, Re the Rebbe Verdichev asked him, so tell me, tell me something, I want to say hi to you. And the guy said, I have no time to talk to you, Rabbi, the man said. And the Rebbe Reb, uh, Reb Itzak of Verdichev asked, why, why are you in such a hurry that you can't stop to say hello to me? And so he says, I'm hurrying to make my parnasa, to make my livelihood. And Rebbe Ber, uh, Itzak of Verdichev said to him, how do you know that your parnasa is in the direction that you're running to? And perhaps you're running away from your parnasa. So really, the money we make, we don't make it. We just have to make our, put our effort, put our work, get up early, work, and do what we have to do. But in reality, the braha comes from God. It's, it's not from us. If he wants you to have $1 million, he's going to give you $1 million. Maybe not through your work. Maybe a lost uncle that passed away who had no children and left you in his will. Whatever comes to you really comes from God. So Rabbi Tversky says, if we have proper faith and trust in God and take to heart the lessons our ancestors learned from the manna in the desert, and it's interesting because this uh, parasha of this week talks about the manna, how the Jewish people were sustained in the desert by this miraculous food that came from heaven and it was fresh and it tasted whatever they wanted to eat and it came exact amount of what they needed and not more, not less. It was the perfect food and it came every day at the right time, in the right place, so people knew that their, their sustenance was always taken care of. And this is a big lesson in faith, in emunah, in trusting God, in knowing that Hashem is the one that takes care of us, not us. <coughs> Sorry. So at the end of the Mishnah it says, if you should neglect the study of Torah, you will have many excuses to neglect it. But if you labor in the Torah, he has ample reward to give to you. So the standard translation leaves something um, to be desired because the two statements should have paradoxically uh, opposite conclusions. But to say that if you neglect Torah, you will find many excuses, and if you do not oppose, oppose it and labor in Torah, you will receive much reward, is not the logical pair of opposites. A more accurate translation, according to Rabbi Tversky, would be if you're idle of Torah, if you're lax in Torah, you will have much idleness. You're, you're going to be idle. You're going to be a, an idle person. You're going to be a, an empty person. There's no, no substance to you. So, whereas if you study Torah, you, ha you will have much gain. So, we noted earlier that all of a person's activities can become part of Torah. What he's saying now in this second part of the Mishnah is that the most important thing in life really is kavana, is intention, is how, why we do the things we do. We have to have a purpose. We have to have an intention. 
Uh, this is a new age thing today, but really it's 3,500 years old. It's called mindfulness. Is that if you go to work, you have to be mindful of why you work. What's the whole purpose of your labor? What's the whole purpose of you having a business? It has to be deeper than just having a place to spend your time during the day and make money. It has to be more profound than that. So what it's telling us here is that anything that promotes health and, and is conducive, conducive to Torah study is considered part of Torah study. Even if you eat a meal, you sit in the middle of the day to have lunch and you say, the brahas of the food and in your mind your intention is that you're gonna eat this food so you can have energy so you can continue working so you can continue making money for your for your family so you can continue giving sadaka that you need the energy to be able to also learn torah then the whole job the whole business is torah oriented it's torah minded it's not idle it's something that has a base it has a foundation uh, even if you go to sleep and, and, and you say okay I need to sleep so I can have energy to work so I can have energy to go and pray during the day so I have, can have energy to serve God to be able to pay the wages on time to be able to make sure that the, the product I'm selling is a good product I need the energy I need my health then you're doing the, with the right kavana. so the whole work that you do that would seem so physical and not spiritually which seems so materialistic really takes an aspect of spirituality and it becomes Torah it becomes Torah a person that works and it's a mensch and it's a righteous person and pays on time and doesn't steal money and gives a good product gives the best of the best to, to the people around him his life is Torah oriented it's not idle so what it says here at the end is that the Mishnah is now very coherent. Idleness from Torah renders everything futile, whereas if one labors in Torah, everything becomes part of the Torah. Study mitzvah and one is handsomely rewarded. So I leave you here. Uh, not only in your job you should have this mentality you should have it in everything you do even if it's taking care of your family taking care of babies being a good daughter being a good friend always have Torah thoughts in your mind always have a purpose a, a high purpose and in this way you will live a little higher thank you